Welcome to another edition of 68 Shining Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today we catch up with former North Carolina stars George Lynch and Derek Phelps about their win over the Fab Five in the 1993 national title game. All right, now pleased to be joined by two players, two key players from uh, North Carolina's championship team back in 1993 uh, with that memorable win over the Fab Five. I know you guys probably are sick of hearing about that, Derek Phelps and, and George Lynch. Like, how much do you hate the fact that that game is remembered for the Chris Webber timeout? Uh, I, I hate it. I hate it very much um, yeah. because I believe – well, I know – and I felt that we had control of that game at the end. Uh, we were up. Um, they didn't have any timeouts left. And I like to tell people all the time, if it was a close game, we had confidence that we had Dean Smith on the sideline, and, and that's all we needed. Yeah. What, what do you it, think of that, Derek? Like, does that yeah. piss you off? Yeah, it does in a way. Like, that's all they talk about. And I think the biggest thing with us, you know, we was a very good team, and we was like a number one seed. So, yeah. like – kind of treat us like we was like a back burner, like we wasn't able to have a chance to win a game or something like that. So it is kind of disappointing that they, all they talk about is, is their part of their history instead of us, and, which we won the game, which is crazy. <laughs> now, now, you didn't win the one back in late December, and a lot of people don't remember that. You played them in Hawaii at the, the Rainbow Classic in like the semis, and it came down to a buzzer beater where they beat you, right? Well, it was a tap-in. We were up one. Um, and, and Coach Smith always stressed fundamentals. And I don't, I don't know how we missed that box-out assignment. <laughs> but but I, take the, I take the loss in December and the win in April over any, any day. Yeah, no. no you, you won the right one. You, you yeah, split, exactly. but you got the right one of the two, <laughs> no doubt about it. So, all right, so, Derek, you guys go in uh, to the tournament. You're both number one seeds. You're both kind of – you know, obviously there was a lot of attention placed on the Fab Five from what they had done the previous season. I'm sure you heard about them all year long because uh, everybody's talking about Weber, Jalen Rose, Juwan Howard, all those guys. Uh, so you come out of the gates and you beat the living heck out of your first two opponents. I remember the URI game. URI game you won, second round game seriously by like 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we uh... – I think the biggest thing with me at the time, because I was still coming off an injury off the ACC tournament when I fell on my tailbone. So it was like very skeptical about me playing in the, how much I will play during the NCAA. But, uh, you know, with the good training and stuff like that, I was able to, regardless, I was going to play no matter what during that, during that run. But yeah, our first two games was just a, a, a good uh, testing point for us to get us rolling because we did lose our ACC championship game. So we was kind of motivated going to the tournament to push through it. So, George, you, you go in Sweet 16 game. You got you got Cincy, and everybody knows what Cincy's about, right? I mean, hugs, and you got Nick Van Exel, and, like, Van Exel came out of the gate strong, right? I mean, didn't he score, like, 20 in the first half? He was – I mean, it was a good he did. first half. You know, and, and Derek, at halftime, I remember Derek said, Coach, let me have him. And, um, and after that, it was, you know – it was shut down from there on. Um, we, it was funny how the season played out and, and the way the schedule was uh, was set up. We would go on eight game winning streaks. We'd lose one and refocus. I remember, like Derek said, the ACC tournament. Um, he said, "Guys, this is the last game we're gonna lose." And 
when you have your point guard who's who's at you know the leader of the team um say that after coming off an injury because like you said we didn't know he was gonna play we thought we was gonna have Henrik Rodel at least until the elite eight really uh but you know he came back he was you know played tough played through through the pain um you know, didn't didn't practice much, but uh, it might have worked to his favor because it saved his legs. <laughs> so halftime, you go in, and again, Van Exel's got like 20 at the break, Derek. And I think he had two points over the, the, the rest of the game after halftime. Did did you just convince Dean that hey, let me lock him up and 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 I don't need help? How was it? Yeah, I think the biggest thing but with Coach Smith, you know, he trusts his players and uh you know, especially with me being a point guard, the, the coach on the floor, he felt like, okay, Phelps, it's time for you to do what you do. And uh, I think the biggest thing, the, the funny part in the scouting part is like, okay, Van Exel can shoot the ball streaky. If he hits one, okay, you know, we're still going to play our regular. If he hits two, he kind of hit like three or four, and it was like, oh, coach. <laughs> <laughs> coach streaky. Right. Yeah, he was on. Yeah, it's, it's time to like really like let's guard this guy. And uh, in the second half, it's like I just took it upon myself. It's kind of played basically kind of boxing one-ish. And I just stayed on him and everybody else kind of played a four-on-four defense against everybody else. How much how much uh, trash did he did he talk in that second? He could talk. We know that. Was he talking in the second half or no? No, I, I think that with him, he was talking by his play that game. I know, I know he gave us some some motivation stuff before the game. He was like, Michael Jordan's not on their team. So it kind of gave us motivation <laughs> to go against against Cincinnati in that in that round. So you know, it's funny because I was I was drafted in LA with Nick, and he talked about that, and he kind of he said he said, "Gee, you know, I'd have gave y'all fifty if I ain't stay out all night." So <laughs> between Derek locking him up and him staying out all night, um, going into the Sweet Sixteen, I think it played to our favor. Listen. All I know is he probably stayed out all night, every night. He was used to that. All right, that wasn't a one-top thing. He was used exactly. to going out. Yeah. So, all right, you guys get Kansas in the Final Four. Um, what do you remember about the buildup to the Final Four? Any great stories um, coming into the Final Four? You, I, all I can remember is the two years before that in Indianapolis. Um, we had five, we had what the three seniors that year was King Rice, Rick Fox, and Pete Chilcutt. They shot five for 25 in that final four game. We lose by four. And that set with me, I couldn't wait to play Kansas again. Uh, that set with me for two years. And uh, and then the way Coach Smith got, you know, had the two technicals, got kicked out of the game. And we felt that that year. We had Duke's number. We had beaten Duke two to three times that year, um, handedly. And we knew if we got to the championship game, whether it was Vegas or or Duke, we were going to win um, that championship. So I felt – I don't know about Derek, but I felt cheated. I felt that I should have had two national championships while I was my four years at Carolina. Yeah, basically, it was kind of my first year. I was a freshman. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was my first ride getting to the Final Four. Uh, you know, we came in as five guys as well with, you know, Montrose, uh, Brian Reese, uh, Clifford Rozier, and Pat Sullivan. So, you know, that was our first ride. And uh, just the adrenaline of getting there, you know, the big deal with Roy Williams, 
going against Coach Smith. You know, his, his uh, you know, his kind of basically his father figure of the coaching of the business for sure. And uh, I was excited, and I, I was kind of upset too because I felt like I could have did some more to help the team win that game too. Of course, too. And uh, I think the thing with our styles of that that year with Kansas and Carolina, you know, we both run the same stuff. So we basically know what they were running. Yeah. They knew what we was running. It was like who was gonna run the who, who gonna run the best offense best and, and guard the best. So that was the like a challenging thing and a, and a fun thing too as well. We'll get back to the show in a minute, but first let me tell you about our partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook. With March Madness beating down our door, DraftKings is the best way for you to get a little action in on the game. If you've not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, what are you waiting for? It's the safest. It's the most secure, it's reliable, and it allows you to safely deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. And this week, they're offering my listeners a pretty sweet deal. If you sign up now with the promo code FIELD68, you can turn $1 into $100 if one of the main event fighters in UFC 259 this weekend lands a single punch. That's it. One punch to turn a dollar into $100. And don't worry. If MMA isn't your thing, DraftKings Sportsbook offers odds and promos on basketball, hockey, or whatever sport you're watching. But since they're basically giving away 100 bucks, you might as well sign up now, watch a little UFC, and remember to use that promo code FIELD68. That's FIELD68. You must be 21 years or older. The offer is available for a limited time only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So you get past them. And now you're in the title game. And one thing always struck me, right? Um, Dean, didn't he bring out – normally you bring out for the press conference, for the pregame stuff, you bring out your five starters. Didn't – right? Didn't Dean bring out like seven or eight dudes? Didn't he bring out the bench? Do you guys uh, remember I, that? He, he might have brought out all the seniors. I think he brought out – he brought out more than just you five starters. Yeah, yeah, because, it, you know, it was – you know – he was big on everybody being a part of it. And we had a few walk-ons that were seniors. It was their last Final Four. You know, it was their opportunity to – and he – I don't know if he did it just to piss everyone else off or <laughs> he did it to take pressure off the guys who were the five starters. Yep. Yep. You guys he played didn't... a lot of mind tricks. And, and I got one story. I was, I was talking to Matt Doherty. And, and, and remember the Florida State game, uh, D. Phelps? And Coach Smith said there was a billion people in China wasn't even watching us play, so why we feel pressured? Yeah, yeah. Matt yeah. Doherty said he said that to them, too. I was like, man, I thought we were special. <laughs> <laughs> Can so, you guys so, cut down so, the nets after you, 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 you punched a ticket to the Final Four that year? Did you cut down the nets? No, we did no? not. Oh. We did not. We did not. Because – Dean, Dean said, we're, we're not doing it. We're going to wait till we win it all. Well, I don't know if Coach Smith said it or one of us. Um, I think it was more of us. Like, really? said, yeah. the, the biggest goal of the Nets instead of just the Final Four and stuff like that. I think that was the key for us. Like, we didn't come here for the Final Four. Right. You know, we came for get, win a national championship. So you go into the title game. And again, it's, it's a team you knew. You know, obviously the Fab Five you heard all about. Um, were you, I assume you guys were like ultra amped up. I mean, again, you had lost to them in Hawaii. 
you hear about him all the time. Was that something you were just you, you were waiting for him, like not intimidated at all, ready to go? Well, I, I felt that we had the original five 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 with with Derek, Cliff, Eric, Pat Sullivan, and Brian. So there was there was plenty of bulletin board material if we needed it. And we didn't we didn't need it because yes, we respected them for the baggy shorts and the black shoes and the black socks, because we was hoping that Coach Smith would let us wear black sneakers and black socks. <laughs> I was I was envy of them because they were wearing Nike. We wore Converse, uh, but you know I was I was I was glad of the the trends that they were a part of for college basketball. I think it was great, but mm-hmm. as as far as a player, you know you hear them talking about they didn't even know who we were. Look, they knew the battle they were in in. Uh, in Hawaii, yes. and they knew we had that game won. Um, you know, unfortunately, it came down to a box out. It going into the championship game, we knew that if we played our game, uh, we would come out on top. Derek, what do you what do you remember about kind of the early part? Because it was it was close, right? I mean, that was kind of a back and forth type game for the most part. I feel like nobody had a big lead uh, throughout pretty much the entire game. What do you kind of remember about it? And we'll we'll get into the the end. Uh, here in a minute. Yeah, it definitely was a back and forth deal. I think it was great strategy from both teams. And I think the biggest thing that I think Michigan did that got them, I think we kind of jumped in the lead a little bit and early. Yeah. And then when they brought in Rob Palenka and came in and started hitting some threes for yeah. them, kind of got them morale back and boosted them back into the game. So, you know, we and then we had to kind of change up to, <clears throat> to adjust to that as well. So just the I think it was a real competitive battle. I think it was kind of evenly matched. You know, I give them a little credit. They had the most individual, maybe kind of like better talent for sure. But I think we were definitely the better team-wise as as a unit because, you know, we the way we played together, moved the ball, and just worked inside out. And just I think everything else was like on our advantage. All right, George, take, take me through the end. Take me through the last, <laughs> you know. I mean, again, like unforgettable, not just for you yeah. guys, but for everybody. Well, you know, it, you know, it, it's funny because we, we talk about the game in December and, and Dirk and I, for, for some reason, Coach Smith allowed me just to break the defense, go trap when I see someone's number. And when we played them in December in the Christmas tournament, um, Chris would always want to take the ball out or bring the ball up the floor as a guard. So I told Derek, I said, look, D, we're going to just do a two-man press and challenge him to, to bring the ball up. If anything, I was hoping to tire them out by the end of the game. Okay. Um, they wasted a few timeouts. We, Derek and I did a two-man press. Um, they anticipated us trapping. They just didn't know when we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just a lot of – me and Derek winging it. Uh, I told Montrose, protect the rim and I'll get back. Chris, Chris Weber was not my man. So on the scouting report, Coach Smith was probably like, what is he doing? <laughs> and um, so when, when Jalen took the ball out, I told Derek, play in front of Chris Weber and I'll play behind him. And when he throws it back in, you can get back to Derek. I'll run back down and guard Jawan. And a um, few plays before that, they burned timeouts. And, and I like to tell people this story. Derek, you remember that practice when Donald 
dove on the floor and called the timeout. Yes, yes. And Coach true. Smith made us run for it. I mean, he scarred us. For, I mean, no one would ever call a timeout unless Coach Smith basically said, look, get the ball in, 10 seconds left, call the timeout. Yeah. We would have never – they would have had to trap us in the corner. We would have had to turn the ball over mm-hmm. before one of us called a timeout. So going back to that game, they burned a few timeouts early in the at the end where they didn't have a timeout. And, you know, we went to our huddle just like they went to their huddle. And Coach Smith and Phil and Coach Guffridge, Coach all the coaching staff were like, look, we don't have they don't have no more timeouts. So when we go back in the game, Jalen takes the ball out. They try to get the ball in. He travels. So if they had called a travel, the game would have been over. That rattled them. I I feel like that rattled them, didn't it? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 100%. And then as we running up the sideline, you know, we would do drills in practice where we would use the sideline as an extra defender. So we, I mean, if you ever been to a Dean Smith practice, yeah. you would you would understand the attention to detail that we had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get them on the sideline. And I knew I wasn't going to leave him. You know, Derek was Derek was there. And to me, I trusted defense because I knew that he was going to apply ball pressure. So a lot of my steals, I think I when I left Carolina, I was number one in steals. Derek ended up taking the record for me. But a lot of my steals, I have to give him credit because he applied the pressure. I was just I was just the lucky one to be able to anticipate the next pass and and go for it. And uh, but we got Chris Weber on the sideline and he had nowhere to go. And they weren't prepared for a press offense, which which surprises me, because if you play a Carolina or Roy Williams or Dean Smith team, you got to be prepared for a mm-hmm. press offense. And that's how it ended. So, Derek, what, what do you. You're right there. Did you realize it right away? Did you realize when he called the timeout? Did you know right away he, they don't have timeouts? Did you know it was over? Well, we, you know, like I said, Coach Smith always had us prepared. We knew going into that situation that it was no timeouts for them. And actually, when the ref actually called it, you know, I, I had to look at the ref like, you really called it that they had no, you know, the timeout for them? So it's like, it was shocking to me because. They let they allowed to travel, first of all. So I guess it was like a makeup call to say, hey, he did call a timeout yep. to me in some reason. Because you know, they already missed one part of the call early in the in that little run right there. So I was like, it was shocking. But when I saw it, when that happened, I knew it was it was over after that. Cause we had to shoot free throws, then get the ball back. There was no chance. And uh and it, like you just feel like a little relief after that. And it's like we got to this point. And George didn't ever tell the story. Like, the beginning of the, that year, 93, Coach Smith put the Superdome 1993 champs in all of our locker. Oh, he did? Really? Before the season. And just to look at it every day when we and I go to practice or whatever, games, it was always in our locker. And that, that was like just to visualize that at the end of the year, we should be winning in the Superdome. So that was a big key for us as well. Well, listen, uh, more, more people should remember that uh, as, as the North Carolina uh, 93 national champs than the uh, Chris Weber timeout game. I, I, know, I know that eats <laughs> it, both of you, uh, but you know what? You guys still have rings. You got rings. They can't take that away. 
uh, right. you know you beat a hell of a team to win that national yeah. title. I mean, that, that's the right. crazy part. And, you know, listen, forever, uh, you too will be etched in, in history because when he called the timeout, the two of you were, were trapping him. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. kind of cool. It's, it's, hey, we're, we're reminded every year around the Final Four when they, they play that, um, those <laughs> Final year. Four um, games, we're reminded of it every year. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate it, Derek Phelps. Uh, George Lynch, appreciate it, uh, and uh, uh, all the best. And thanks for joining us here on uh, on 68 uh, moments, 68 greatest moments in NCAA tournament history. Uh, thanks for having me.